Welcome to this week's edition of Record Roundtable. It's Christmas, everybody. And we're here to trash it. We're going to be the Christmas Grinches on this special Record Roundtable Grinchy Christmas episode or whatever it is. This is Caleb Robinson speaking. I'm here with Jared, Tyler, and we are here to steal your Christmas and trash your Christmas music. If you want a good cover of the song we just heard and called Small Town Titans. You talked about this last year. Check it out a year later. <laughs> if you didn't do it last year, do it this year. It's there, baby. I don't, I don't, this I, is our Grinch episode. We do not, on this episode, we do not like Christmas songs. That's right. And we found some of the worst. We did. We, we did some hunting for some of the worst Christmas music. Hunting. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, but I th- this, is the, this is the year. If you're going to have a, a year where you tell everybody that Christmas sucks, it's the year where Christmas is definitely going to suck. Because we can't be around our family. Ooh. <laughs> I hate that. I know you do. I know you do. He is so pretentious. That was that. Well, hey, you know what? That's it. Let's get to it. Pretentious feelings about one of our favorite Christmas albums of, I believe, 2014. Uh-huh. Is that correct? That year I don't was a. Uh, 2013, I'm sorry. So one of my particular favorite Christmas albums that we ran into for our Christmas episode this this year is uh, Duck the Halls, a Robertson Family Christmas released in 2013. You may remember the Robertson family by their fame in Duck Dynasty. Mm -hmm. And they released a Christmas album. And this Christmas album was packaged with lots of fun things at Walmart. If you look at the the Walmart special edition, it came with like a like a four hundred page magazine. It came with a bunch of how are so many people on this? Look at this. Yeah, George Strait, uh-huh. Allison Krauss, and Luke Bryan are on this album. Yeah, yeah. Josh Turner's on there. Yeah, they, why they snuck some well, people? Of course, she's on there. Why did they take this country by storm? I, I don't know. I really don't know. It was a weird time in two thousand thirteen. It was a weird time. For reality television back in the 2000s, we had yeah. uh, John and Kate plus eight. People love the crap out of that show. The Duck Dynasty people, Dog the Bounty Hunter. That was a weird thing. Storage hey, show. Storage Wars. Great and, show, Dog the uh, Bounty Hunter. Uh, the, the Picker Show. We love yeah. things. I got a spoiler, a spoiler for you, though, Jerry, because Duck Dynasty is a, is a teens. It's, an, it's a teens. It is a teens. It came out. Well, well I know. That's what I'm saying. 2012. I've said in the 2010s. The... Oh, I see. Oh, okay. Well, aren't, weren't some in of those in the early wow. 2000s, though? They were all kinds. John and Kate Plus 8, I think, was around 08 to 09 in yeah. that range. Yeah. But all through, like, I believe it was earlier. To... John and Kate. Go ahead. It might John have been. John and Kate Plus 8 was. We had the little people, big world that people were all about. Yeah, reality television for those kind of things is uh, real weird. Hogan knows best was a show that's weird and great show, great show. (laughs) We love that guy. Another one that's always been weird to me was when the MTV were doing the weird like relationship dating shows. They're still doing it. Where they did the one with H1 did it. 
Oh, was it VH1? With Flavor Flav? Flavor Flav, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was and VH1. New York? Uh-huh. We got to get out of this. I don't want to go too yeah, far. But there, we got you, Christmas. Those are, the, listen, there's a, there's, that's a spinoff from Surreal, Surreal. Yeah. So what was the it surreal called? Surreal Life? life? Yeah. That yeah. show was awful, too. You know what I loved? What While we're on this, I loved Celebrity Fit Club. You did love Celebrity Fit Club. We watch this show all the time, and my favorite thing of this show is there was this thing where they did a lie detector test, and the doctor on the show was talking to one of the contestants, and he says, have you had any cookies or cakes this week? Yeah. <laughs> oh he got caught in a lie on those cookies and cakes. And he said no, and it was a lie. And the, the lie detector test is determined that it's a lie. And the way he asked about cookies and cakes. Have you had any cookies or cakes? Me and my, like, I don't, that's like one of the bonds I have with my mother. I don't even know. Some things you just Celebrity don't even Fit know. Club. Celebrity Fit Club, one bit. I just don't get it. But yeah, so the Robertsons, it's very weird that they, because I remember it was before the show had even started, I remember seeing a commercial about Duck Dynasty. Yeah. And I was like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And lo and behold, it was the dumbest thing ever. Mm. Like, there was nothing really, and like, it's almost like Duck Dynasty had this weird, like, Game of Thrones type of, um, like uh, impact where it was very important for a couple years. And now that we're removed from it, nobody talks about it anymore. Mm. Period. Nobody, nobody reflects on duck dynasty. Yeah. It's not something that we go back and think about. Like once game of Thrones was over and duck dynasty was over. Why? But why? What? Like the guy, uh, I think either Phil or I think it was Phil. Phil is the, the father. His brother is Cy, who's on all those t-shirts. You see at Goodwill. Yep. Uh, Phil, I believe, <laughs> was at in Connorsville. He he performed in Connorsville, Indiana, where my family is from. He performed a performed what? Like a talk. He did a talk. Who'd you say it was? Oh. Phil Roberts. Oh, so Phil was okay. Phil. Yeah, Robertson. the the dad. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of Cy, by the way, I'd like yeah. to play my favorite clip. I think from is the, it his prayer the night before Christmas? I don't know. Go ahead and play. Th- that, that's play the, this song. I know. Awesome. I know. You're th- the Phil's prayer is uh is the ending of the album. What I would like to listen to a little bit of is um Cy's rendition of the night before Christmas. I listened to uh the Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer thing where he was fumbling through the names. Yeah, that was dumb. The thing is, the the granddaughter. Am I gonna play the thing I just said? I was wasn't, gonna play, or are you? Gonna she's, keep not that bad of, she's not that bad. She's not. Come on now. She's not that bad of a singer. But no. we'll listen to some bad singing. Hey, it looks like also it looks like Willie. Willie was the one that was in Connorsville. Oh, uh, Willie was there. Willie like, was there. Uh, June of 2013. Yep. It's been seven years. The city's never recovered. <laughs> they they tore down all of our not since Carbon Motors left. That's a really really inside <laughs> joke about Connorsville that you just made. Here's the night before Christmas, as told by Cy Robertson. And there wasn't nothing moving around. Not even a mouse. The socks were hung up by the fireplace to dry in hopes that old Santa Claus would bring me some pie. My children are grown, so nobody's in bed. And I got the sound of duck calls stuck in my head. Mama's in her gown, and I got on my cap. And I ain't tired, because I took a three-hour nap. When all of a sudden, I heard a big crash. I figured it was some coons digging in the trash. I went to the window and slipped on my shoes because I don't like critters snooping around in my refuge. <laughs> now, the moon was bright I like this. and there was no sight of snow. And, hey, I have the eyes of an eagle, just so you know. 
the the raccoon part is my personal favorite part of the whole album. In the trash. Yeah, you don't want critters uh, in your your, your refuse. refuse. Your refuse. Your refuse. Um, what a guy. The thing is with reality what television. We, what have we done? What have we done here? With reality television, you can make literally any person, uh, like charming. People that are not good people, you can make into these positive television presences. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, wow, I can't believe that these people after the show have done things that are bad. Like, uh, I watched 90 Day Fiance this year, and No <laughs> no Neck Ed is what they call him. He, at the beginning Big of the Ed. show, Big Ed, at the beginning of the show, Ed was a positive figure. He was He was a hero. Right. Then the show uh, continued, and he became a villain because he did some real bad things. Well, he was like controlling, wasn't he? He, he was all kinds of weird. He yeah. had like a foot fetish that he uh, did not disclose to the person he was trying to be in a relationship with. Mm-hmm. He did all kinds of weird stuff. He didn't like being in a third world country, and it's like, why did you visit there to get this person? Right. I don't want to talk about this too much. I but will. I do want to say this. He turned we get out away. bad. Yeah. The thing I want to say really quickly about that particular thing. Yes. Uh, I made a, a birthday card for somebody at work. Um, I had somebody help me with it. And the person said that they really like like those TLC type shows. Oh, yeah. And so we had put a different show on there. But I had said something like, man, I kind of want to put Big Ed on the card. But I don't think I will. So I deliver it to the uh, the staff member. And she's like, Oh yeah, I do. I do like this show. She's like, I haven't been watching it lately. The one I've been watching much more recently is 90 Day Fiance. And I said, Who is a character from 90 Day Fiance that you really enjoy? She's like, Do you mean like this season or like all time? I said, First one that comes to your head. She's like, Well, I do really like Big Ed. And I was like, uh, Dang it! Yeah, Should have put, put him on the card. <laughs> Should have put him on the card. You had the opportunity, and look what you did. I ruined it. I ruined it. Squandered. Speaking, speaking of ruining things, Squandered. let's talk about somebody else who potentially uh, ruined Christmas. Here's another one that I want to talk about since we're on the topic of television. Yes. Why don't we talk about one of our favorite ni- or 2000s and 90s personalities, Regis Philbin, Yes. for a moment. He's he has of- a Christmas album. Regis Philbin Christmas album. Tyler, did you, give that yes. one a, did you give that one a spin? We've all... Listen, I don't think anyone has, has avoided that ever in their entire lives. I've never avoided it, unfortunately. I, I wish... I, I think we all wish that we had. No it's, it's odd because, like, that album is so uh, aggressively boring because it's just Regis Philbin yes. playing, like, the Frank Sinatra crooner version of himself singing these Christmas songs. There's nothing original about the entire album. The entirety of the album is just such a standard affair of Christmas songs and like, I feel like that's really the major point of this episode is that most Christmas music, by and large, is just this commercial, Sucks. boring, repetitive, I can sell records because I'm making the same thing that you've already heard before, but now it's me doing it. Now I'm doing it, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But horrible. Are there any features on this album? I can't even. There is a feature on the Regis Philbin album. It's my personal favorite moment from Regis Philbin Christmas album, and it plays really well here in 2020. uh, Which you know, anybody who's lived in the year 2020 Uh, would be uh, kind of familiar with perhaps this voice. I'm going to play a clip from uh, one of my favorites, the Red Nosed Reindeer, a classic that we're all quite familiar with.
Kill me now. It's it's pretty great. It's really ridiculous. just reach right through your computer triangle me. Mm. That's Regis coming back and haunting us. He passed her this year. Rip him, rip yes, him a little did. bit. Yes. Did you say rip him a little bit? But, yeah. Well, I mean, we would have ripped. We would have actually ripped him, and then we heard that song. You yeah, know who he had the dawn on the song. You can't rip him too hard. Oh, I thought this. And this was like right around like Celebrity Apprentice, like window uh, of time. Oh five. Because uh, yeah, oh five. So it was like I think that that Apprentice started in oh four, if I remember correctly. So you know he was a relevant New York character for the Regis Philbin you know brand or whatever. But again, like that it, didn't turn out so well. Now, now in two thousand four, he is not somebody that you would regret putting on your Christmas album, right? Like I mean, he had some you could uh, sneak it into your Home Alone two movie, yes, you know, yes. like yes. But he's not somebody now. It's not. Yeah, you know, probably the best thing. I don't know, man. That, that I mean, like in two thousand four or two thousand five, really, uh, Trump couldn't have been a better person to be in a Christmas movie yeah. or an album yeah. because he was the perfect picture image of capitalism, commercialism, Christmas imagery mm. Mm. that all of this falls into. It's just like this, like could also... it's all about money, man. It's all about the money and the gifts, the gifts, the gifts. Doing a Grinch thing. I'm sorry. I'm oh. getting, getting in there. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Tyler. He could have done the Grinch. He could have Grinched it out. He can Grinch now. He's, He's pretty Grinchy. His he heart's is, very he small. He's Grinchy. <laughs> Almost as small as his hands. Oh, hey. The, yeah. That sounds like his, a gay boy comment. <laughs> his hands grew three days. <laughs> <Judge. laughs> his heart's mostly made of fat. It's just mostly fatty deposits. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if you opened and up his chest, else. you would just find a, a McDonald's wrapper somewhere in there. Is it uh, uh, speaking of a McDonald's rapper? Yeah. Didn't you put a Travis Scott on song on it? <laughs> That's the perfect Oh my goodness. The perfect reference. The perfect reference. Yeah, so I found this Travis Scott song. I listened to it. It's, it's not very good, and it no. barely passes as a Christmas song. <laughs> bar- well, I don't think it's marketed as a Christmas song. No, he just I don't even it. really need to say like I could. I don't even know how to. It's called Who What? And in the song, he mentions Christmas-related things inside of it. That's true. I saw a list that were talking about the worst Christmas songs, and they had mentioned this song off of Astro World, and I listened to it. I was like, is this a Christmas song? And then finally I heard him mention it. I was like, I guess. Tyler, do you like the song uh, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer? Not really. I don't think it's... I, 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 I didn't dislike it growing up, but now I don't yeah, well, think it's a very good song. Also, they made a cartoon no, out not. of it. So like, I think of the cartoon as the same way as the song, even though the song had been around... Like a long time before the '90s cartoon, so it's like I mean it makes sense because I grew up like around that time. So, but like people knew the song before that, right? It's not super great. No, it's uh, why is this old woman walking home on Christmas Eve all alone? We're not supposed to let women walk home alone. We know what happens. Like when they you didn't. Do that. Did they say they get run over by reindeer? Exactly. What the what happened? That's why they keep, one, that's why they keep mace reindeer. on them. Hmm. That's true. Yeah, 
Is that the one that Trump By fires? A reindeer. Is that yeah. the reindeer that Trump fires at a the reindeer. end Possibly. of the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer song? It's possible. I think it's that's possible. the one who got her. Uh, I would like he, you... He fired a reindeer in the end of that song? Yeah, he did. He did do that thing. He did. How did I miss that? Here's a song that I found that is uh, by a one-hit wonder, and uh, it is great. Uh, Tommy Two Tone with Santa Jenny eight six seven five three zero nine. Yeah, it's also that's a funny one too because he, there was another Tommy Two Tone single released in two thousand nine called Santa I Got Your Number. <laughs> so he, he really and he really went for that one, didn't he? And it's the same. It's the same song. <laughs> it's like because that song it looks like it came out in 05. So four years later he was like. Well, this Christmas, let's do the same thing do it again. again. Yeah, yeah, why not? Why not? If you look at Spotify right now, it's two versions of 867509 slash Jenny and three versions. Or no, two, three versions of 867539 yeah, and, and two of two the Santa. Ones. Oh my goodness. Well, it's the one Santa trendy. I got your number is 13,000 listens. It's not very much. No, no. But that's what is trending. That's, that's something. That's something. Old Tommy Two-Tone. Uh, so another Christmas album that would be uh, certainly worth talking about, because I think there's a plethora of things to talk about with yeah. this particular Christmas album from my perspective. Okay. Because of the fact that we come from Muncie, I think it's worth talking a little bit about our friend Afro Man. Uh, yes. Tyler, sure. did you ever see Afro Man perform at Be Here Now, his Christmas shows? No. I did not either. I never saw him. Multiple times I could have, and I never did. I know. I had the exact same experience. I went two years ago maybe which was way past the time to go was it the christmas time or was it a different time because sometimes it's whenever he comes yeah, every he year he comes, comes around the same christmas. time yeah me and yeah. phil went a friend of ours and shout out to phil it was packed he was like two hours late afro man not phil and uh phil was only an hour late no phil was mostly on time but some some kid like eighteen was like, "Will you buy me beer?" And I'm like, "No, no, I won't." <laughs> and that's that's like basically kind of the vibe of the place. Yeah, eighteen year olds asking for like, beer. He is at a bar and asking me to buy him beer. Like if I'm outside, I'm not gonna get into it. And your response? Hmm. Your response? I said no, I'm not doing that. And then he found somebody yeah. else and he walked by me with a pitcher and was like smirking. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's he give fine. You a little, he gave you a little tip, <laughs> tip of the hat. <laughs> a little with the, with the, uh, with the pitcher. Um, oh, but yeah, I mean, Afro Man was okay. I mean, he was like, he played the things. At the end of the show, me and my friend Phil walked up and took a picture with him, which was kind of cool. He blew some, some, some weed smoke into your face. He did not. No. But he did drink some Colt 45s, which is cool too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I think that it would have been fun to see him like 15 years ago. Right. But now it's like, 
But I, I mean, I, I respect a man that continues to go to the same place year after year. Mm-hmm. He knows he's going to get a sold out crowd. He knows he's going to continue to have a, a show right. or whatever. Right. But he has a Christmas album. And Caleb listened to it. I listened to some of the songs. He actually has two Christmas albums. Two. He has oh two goodness. Christmas albums. And actually, Afro Man released a Christmas song this year. He so oh Afroman is just all on the Christmas game. I, uh, I listened to a Colt 45 Christmas, and I expected it to be one of the worst Christmas albums. It was not particularly good, but I enjoyed it more than most of the other Christmas music that I listened to um, for the sake of this episode. Because primarily this one in particular song. So if you ever listen to an Afroman uh, song, it's always kind of the same thing where it's Afro Man kind of like palling around with some people who are apparently in the recording studio with him while he's performing these songs. They make uh, laughter and sounds in the background as he is rapping, and he makes silly uh, crude jokes throughout his songs. And that is basically the entirety of what you've heard from him, and it is also basically the entirety of A Colt 45 Christmas. However, the second track is my personal favorite it is called and when i say it you're gonna say that's not a christmas song give it a moment it's called police blow my wad let me play it now Very poignant for the year 2020, I would say. Great stuff. Important Christmas uh, song of, of the Afro time. Man has now made it on as the third album on my list of acceptable Christmas albums. Nice. Ooh. Get it, Colt 45 Christmas. Do you know how many, That's what you get. How many releases a, he had in 2020 on Spotify? No. 19. A lot. Really? 19 individual released, whether that's a, a single. Re- no, no, no. Not oh, single. Oh, okay. Categorized as albums. But they could, like, some of them are reissues. Right. I don't know the year they were actually made. Right. 19 albums on here that were released in the year 2020. Wow. That is insane. Mm-hmm. What is he doing? He's busy in the pandemic, getting his music remade. Can you imagine having a song on the, like, on, because uh, he's known for Because I Got High. That's his biggest hit, his only major hit. That and Colt 45. Well, but Colt 45 no, it's was called Crazy Rap. Hit. That's true, but it's like a meme song that like was uh, like a LimeWire song where people like like my cousin showed it to me a long time ago. She's yeah. like, I think you think this is funny. I did, and then like people have kind of known about it for a long time. Yeah, but it never was a hit in any way. But it's still like around and like on memes and stuff. It's like a cult classic song. Hey, almost. how about that? But uh, and he like did another one like. Two years ago, Colt 45 remix. And, like, I mean, he's done, like, you could probably keep doing it. But the, the, the Because I Got High song was on Bill and Ted's, like, movie. Yes. Like, forever ago. 15 years ago. Yeah. And he's still doing things. That's so weird. He's not, like, relevant. No. He just is doing things. Yes. Yeah. But it's better to yeah. be, it's probably better to be, like, doing things than not doing things. Right. 
Speaking of people who you wouldn't expect to be doing things from the 2000s, yes. I'd like uh, that we found. It is one of my favorites that we found for the week as well. Okay. Uh, for I found it surprising that I would uh, hear such an interesting person show up on a Christmas song. And I actually have something to mention about it when we get done. So I'm going to play this song, uh, and I'll introduce it when I'm done. It's that time of year again. Kool-Aid man, you ready for Christmas? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just didn't think that Little John uh, had collaborated with Kool-Aid Man in in his musical career. I found that two years ago, and I've loved it. I was on my uh, Christmas playlist. Yeah. And I, it is weird, real weird. So uh, there is a board game uh, that has been going around lately. Uh, it's a Funko Pop game. And the whole idea is that they develop actual, like, ways to use the Funko Pop characters as, like, characters within a board game style. And so what they've been doing is slowly releasing new Funko Pop characters within the game. It's like a, it's basically a board game that they could build on forever because they could just keep making new characters for this Funko Pop game. They started with, like, you know, the typical, like, Batman characters, um, Harry Potter characters, so on and so forth. They added the Golden Girls pretty early, and I was kind of like it. But they just recently added Kool-Aid Man. That's pretty cool. I was like, who? Like, what? And when they were sitting down in the Funko Pop, like, business center, and they said, all right, which relevant character can we get into our board game next? Whose first thought was, I think the Kool-Aid man would really sell well, this year. First, they thought Aunt Jemima. And right. then they're like, no, canceled. No, and then no, they picked that one. the Kool-Aid man. That makes sense. That makes sense. Tyler, were there any uh, Christmas songs or albums that stood out to you? Oh, I've got a song for you. I got a, a. There's a few songs. Oh, first off, I'm just a, I'm just a good old curmudgeon, so you know you gotta be ready for that. Uh, I don't really like Paul McCartney's "Wonderful Christmas Time." It's not that good of a song. No, and I don't know why everyone likes it so much. Just because it's Paul McCartney, I don't know. I got a little interesting one though here for you. Here's a little. Here's a little person we've talked about. Tiny Tim. Yes. Had a bit of an album, a song. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. He, we found, yeah, we a bit of a yeah. disturbing one, isn't it, boys? <laughs> it's quite the thing, and I definitely do think that it is worthwhile. I think if, if, if ever there were a song that needed a one-minute explanation before the song even starts, <laughs> it's this song. Tiny Tim, before the song even starts, is like, look, here's what happened. Yeah. There was a candy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he goes on from there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's give that one a, a spin, and then Tyler, you can you can tell us a little bit about your thoughts on this this uh, wonderful classic. Santa Claus has got the AIDS this year, and he won't be round to spread his Christmas cheer. The reindeer all look blue; they know what he's going through. Santa Claus has got the AIDS this year. He won't be singing out ho, 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 ho. But he'll be yelling out no, 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 no. The nurses all look sad cause Santa's got it bad. Santa Claus has got the AIDS this year. Hello, this is Santa Claus. I won't be here this year. 
I'm sick. I'm sick. Amnexia. 12 months too. I looked after this. I looked at the Philadelphia soundtrack, and uh-huh. it's not on there. Really? <laughs> Weird. Great. Tyler, what did you think about uh, uh, <clears throat> Santa Claus has got the AIDS this year? I mean, it's Tiny Tim. It seems like Tiny Tim, doesn't it? Yeah. It kind of screams Tiny Tim. What I don't understand is Tiny Tim is uh, is now acting as if AIDS is something that you just need a year. (laughs) (laughs) By next year, Santa should have probably passed his AIDS. He'll be fine next year. Just takes a year. I, I, I just don't. Okay, so in the beginning of the song, his explanation is, AIDS is a candy. A-Y-G-E-S is a candy. And he's saying that that's what like the word meant. But the song does not mean he's got the candy this year. Not even a little bit. So why yeah. even bring up that? And then he was said, okay, this song was written in 1981. AIDS was not prevalent at that time. So that's his explanation, which is fun. Like, I understand the explanation. And then he said, my manager said uh, I should not release this song, even though when I released, like when I recorded it in 1981 and, or wrote it in 1981, he thought it was funny. So he's like, my manager cla- like threatened to drop me if I released the song, even though he thought, it, like, he's just basically explaining, like, I shouldn't be canceled because of this. Right, right. In his one minute explanation before the song even starts. And it is a part of the song. Like, yeah, it's not yeah, like it's a, literally it, in the like, song. Yeah, like you're not going to listen to the song until after you listen to the explanation. Which is not really a good start if no, you have really. a song that you have to explain for a minute before you even start singing. Now, before I sing this song, let me tell you a little <laughs> bit of a story about the song. Why? Like, I don't think you need to tell me a story. <laughs> you should probably just play the song and then I'll, I'll come to my own conclusions here. But. I get it. You know, I it's I think that he thinks it's funny and it was sure. funny maybe in 81. Maybe. But let me it's let me frame let me frame this. Let me frame Tiny Tim's decision here. Yeah. Okay. This is uh on uh, there's a couple sources for this album. One of which is Songs of an Impotent Troubadour, which is a 1994 release that's on the expanded edition. The song after this song on that album all right another uh mark of infinite wisdom by tiny tim in terms of songwriting is entitled she left me with the herpes yeah he knew what was going on didn't he yeah i saw that uh yeah so, that, that was released so, as a single along with this song on spotify right would you like to walk back your statement jared <laughs> no I'm, I'm sticking with it <laughs> speaking of uh problematic Christmas related things. Okay. Uh, I believe my least favorite bar none for sure album oh, no. that we listened to okay. for the Christmas releases was the, uh, I believe it was 2004, 2007. Wow, it was much later than I thought. The 2007 Christmas album Hung for the Holidays by William Hung. Hmm. You thought it was problematic? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I do. So here's here's the thing. Uh, if you remember William Hung uh, as a character in the mid to late 2000s, he was a contestant on American Idol uh, on the third season, and he did not perform quite well at that point in time. He uh, did a version of Ricky Martin, correct? Yes. yes. She, she bangs. Martin, she bangs. And uh, he is not a particular good singer, and that is kind of the idea. And they did not let him through. Um, 
through to the next round. However, for some strange reason, William Hung became a cultural icon yes. uh, during that period of time. So if you remember the American Idol period of time, uh, William Hung was a weirdly big deal and uh, is perhaps one of the only members of the American Idol cast who still has a cameo account that you can purchase a cameo and have him send you a little message. But he will then definitely sing She Bangs at you. He does that. On yes. that cameo. Yes. The problem true. with William Hung as a, uh, a cultural icon of the time was that the funny aspect of William Hung was that he had a thick accent. The way that I saw somebody describe it was um, – the way that people would describe it was um, that it sounded like he had just come off the boat. The way that that means is is that you are someone who had just immigrated to the country. You are just learning the language, and your accent from another country is still coming out pretty clearly uh, in the way you speak and the way you sing. So people thought that William Hung was funny because they thought that he sounded funny. Because of his yeah, accent. he's also not a good singer. No, no, I know that was. I mean, but there were other bad singers who came out of American Idol, and they did not have the same level of what someone would deem to be hilarity as William Hung. The only other person that I could think of that perhaps would fall within that same realm is the pants on the ground guy. Uh, who was I miss that man. He was great. I will definitely. I am your brother is another good one too. That is a good one. I remember you <laughs> sent me that on my birthday one time. I think. Um, but yeah, I, I, if you listen to any of the songs off of his 18 minute, uh, Christmas EP hung for the holidays, it's pretty clear that the, the whole idea of this album, cause it's like the instrumentation is as though they had used like a Casio, like uh recording device and just like did not put any kind of effort into the actual sound. Like it sounds like he's just doing karaoke. It doesn't sound like. They mastered anything. It sounds like he's doing karaoke versions of songs, and then they put it on an album. So uh, I will play. I will play. Oh, come all ye faithful. Now, the only thing that would feasibly be funny to someone about that song, to me, seems evident. But perhaps I am wrong. You're missing the whole point. <laughs> the song after that. Uh, the, or the track. Holiday the track Reminder? After. Yeah. Oh, no. The Holiday Reminder is my favorite part of the whole album. Easily. Yeah, the he's only such a re- sweet man. He is a sweet man. I will play that because you are right. Hello again. I just want to remind you to give back to your community and help others in need. Best part of the whole album right there. What a guy. I'm not saying that William Hung like was a bad guy. That's by no means what I'm saying. His his debut album, Inspiration, debuted at number 34 on the U.S. charts and sold a total of 200,000 copies. It did. That is more than most of the number one album sales in 2020 that's correct what an insane thing yeah for somebody 
that is not a good singer. Correct. To successfully release an album. Yes. <laughs> and hung for, hung for the holidays actually sold like yeah. not terribly. Not too it bad. wasn't a commercial uh, success. Thirty five thousand copies. Yeah. For an EP. Yeah. Eighteen minutes of William Hung singing Christmas songs. And also We Are the Champions is on there. That is true. That is also a hidden track on uh the end of the album Greeting Hopes and Dreams. Oh my god. So, he's I still mean, out there doing. You're you're trying to convince me that it's a bad, it's a humbug album. Here, it doesn't sound like it to me. Hidden no. track. He's out there. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you mean. I think you, I think he's you brought me back. In my book. I think you brought me back here. He's, he's still not out only there. does he encourage us to help our community, he also has a hidden His track. cameo is thirty dollars, and he sells them. Yeah, fifteen. He'll do like a cameo. I watch him because I go on cameo.com sometimes just to look and see what people are doing. Mm-hmm. And his cameos are about uh, I don't know forty seconds long. And he says what you I don't know if you know anything about cameo. I'll briefly tell you. So let's say Tyler uh, wants a cameo, and he says, uh, "Okay, Tyler is having surgery on Monday." So William Hung will go on there and say, "This is for Tyler. He's having surgery on Monday," and so. I am William Hung, and I'm going to do a song for you. Here you go. She bangs, she bangs. Oh, baby, she moves, she moves. I go crazy. You bang. That's it. That's the 40-second cameo. You paid $30 for it. He just tells exactly what the message is and then sings the song he does in every video, and then you've paid $30. And people are satisfied. How do you see them? Can you preview them? Yes. Other people. You you can see other people's cameos to decide whether you want to pay for this cameo or not. Mm-hmm. It's and kind of like when – because you really enjoyed – um, Mark McGrath's one. That Mark he did, McGrath's where cameo. He had to He's inter- the king of cameo. Yeah, the, I the, love his cameo. You've talked about this before, but very briefly describe the one that you talked about a long time ago. He did a cameo where he broke up with somebody for another person. They paid, let's say, $50. I don't remember how much his cameo was at the time. They paid for Mark McGrath to be like, hey, uh, you're in med school. Congratulations. You did a really good job. I'm really proud of you. But, you know, Kayla, she wants to move on. <laughs> yeah. It was one of the strangest things I've ever seen in my life. And I can't even imagine that somebody had the concept of like, you know, if I'm going to break up with her, you know, I think that I'm, I think I'm going to do it via cameo. Cause I'm the she, lead singer of Sugar Ray. I know how much she loves Sugar Ray. I think that'll really soften the blow. Oh my goodness. So, so Yeah. But, I mean, since it's the Christmas season, it's all about spending money on your loved ones. Why not spend a little bit of money on some of your favorite cameos? Perhaps William yeah. Hung or Scott Stapp or Mark McGrath, some of our favorite people Let me tell you here at Good Band, Bad Band Those Record are all Table. true. Let me tell you something about William Hung on Cameo. You know, you want to talk him down, but this man, he knows it's all about consistency. William Hung has 998 five-star reviews on Cameo. Holy oh my gosh. You know okay, what? the man is a five-star Cameo star. What's he the wears the same shirt in every Cameo. How many did you say? 998? All about consistency. Yes, 998. That's almost $30,000 in Cameos that he's done, assuming they weren't all on sale. All of them, five stars. Let's every say he, let's, he grossed 18 grand probably. From Plus, cameo. he has one-day delivery. The man is consistent. 
and he knows how to do it. So what we're saying is is that uh, look for this. the Record Roundtable cameo account where we can break up with your significant others or wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year's. I almost did a cameo for this episode. Caleb tried to convince me we did not do it. I thought, Who are you going to do? William Hung. Yeah. It would have been twenty two fifty, but then his sale ended, and it would have been $30, and he's like, I'll pay it. And I was like, I don't think that's worth it. Do you agree, Tyler? Nah. Okay, thank you. Nah, you don't agree, or nah, you don't think it was worth it? It wasn't worth it, probably. Fair enough. You know what also uh, probably wasn't worth it? What? Uh, was for New Song to uh, get those Christmas uh, is shoes. Is this the end of the show? No. Oh. Well, this should be that? the end. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, this yeah, should yeah, be sure. the end. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. We won't do that then. There's so, some other things we want to cover. We want to, we want to cover. I just want you, before you move on, I want you two to know, this is for you two, yeah. that Mark McGrath has less five-star reviews than William Hung. That's pretty great. How much is Mark McGrath's cameo? $90. Oh That's my triple. God. His cameo yeah. is triple. That's probably why they weren't as yep. satisfied with it. I can't imagine. Can we do $5 cameos? I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if we want. I don't know if we would get any. We won't. And I don't know how you even do it. I don't, I don't know either. how you sign up. I don't know. We can do it. <laughs> For $49, you can have a Buddy the Elf impersonator. Why would you do that? There's somebody on YouTube that's named Jesus Christ, and he does cameos, and his are expensive, and he sells them. It's crazy. Wow. Do you know who the... Okay, I don't, I don't know if we need this for the show. No. Do you know who the, the most uh, profitable cameo person is? Snoop Dogg. Kevin Malone from The Office. Really? He oh had more cameo. Like, he... he Sold more cameos than anybody last year. Wow, That's his aren't more expensive necessarily, mm-hmm. but, but he, he sold, a sold lot of them. more. Yeah. yeah, I think he got. Uh, I don't remember how much it ended up being. Maybe a million, and then if you take right. out what they take, it right. was like seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars that he got in cameo. That's crazy. Yes, let's move on. Uh, so another thing that maybe would be worth talking about briefly. Yep, because we have already spent time on this in the past. Okay. Is Rosie? That, yes. Yeah. Rosie O'Donnell. Uh, we covered her for Good Band, Bad Band. It was uh, Guns and Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. Go check out that episode. We uh, covered a little bit of the Rosie O'Donnell Christmas albums. These Christmas albums are very strange. The first one is a Rosie Christmas. The second is another Rosie Christmas. And oh. both of them are just chock full of uh, people that she is singing with who were relevant at the time yeah. or maybe just existed, which, uh, you know, I bring it up because, of course, Sugar Ray, as we were just speaking about. So many good band, bad band alums. Truly a, 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 an exuberant amount. Smash Mouth, Jewel, Destiny's Child, Sugar Ray, Cher, yeah. Billy Joel. Yeah. Uh, we did Elton John for Record Roundtable. Mm-hmm. Which I believe we're on right now, although I can't remember. We are. <laughs> you are right. That's everybody, I think. Yeah, but, but it, there's so and many. like that's not even like like there's also uh, performances from uh, famous <laughs> children's love Elmo <laughs> and Angelica Pickles. Oh yep. my god, Angelica Pickles. There Insync is, is on there. In sync is on there. There's also Donny Osmond's on there. Donny Osmond. My personal favorite uh, artist, probably across the board, would be Lauren Hill, and even mm. she cannot save the yeah, Rosie that. Christmas album. Macy Gray is on there, which mm-hmm. Caleb doesn't okay. Macy Gray. Thank you. I try to say goodbye and not choke. Not bad. I'm pretty sure you can get $25 per request on Cameo with them. I would do Ooh. other voices for sure. I would Ooh. do cameos of other characters people would want to hear, I think. Ooh. 
I would do a cameo of the old woman from uh, the SpongeBob chocolate episode. What? What did he say? I think we're done. Sweet, sweet chocolate. Caleb, why did you put Punk Goes on this list? I wanted you to have a chance to talk about it. It's not bad. Well, one of the songs is quite bad. Compared. What did you not like? I played it for you previously. So uh, there have been many, 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 many albums from the Punk Goes series. We, I believe, started probably with Punk Goes Crunk. Uh, We also listened to the Punk Goes Pop albums, Punk Goes Acoustic, so on and so forth. But there was a Punk Goes Christmas album that came out uh, in the late to th- no early 2010 it's like half, half of these songs are originals half are are country or christmas yes songs yes so it is featured a bunch of pop punk names that perhaps you would be familiar with like newfound glory all time low yes. yellow card so on and so forth yes but i saw a list that named uh this album particularly for one song which is the set it off song this christmas i'll burn it to the ground as one oh. of the worst christmas songs that they were aware of you didn't like it uh, no, I will play it for you now. Okay. Sounds like a really bad B-side off of A Nightmare Before Christmas. That's fair. That was bad. It was definitely bad. Well, okay. That's I, I see what you're saying. But compared to what we listened to this week, it is not that bad. Um, Am I comparing it to uh, Duck the Halls? No. Okay. Is it a bad Christmas song? Yes. Mm. I, like, I like lots of songs from this album. Father Christmas is a great song. I love that song. Father Christmas, give me the money. That's a good song. Uh, I had a heart. Yeah, my real friends is good. There. And newfound glory, nothing for Christmas is good. Half of this album is very good. What'd you I, say, Tyler? I see what you're saying, Tyler. What? Uh, yeah, listen, the Kink song doesn't count. It's an older song. You can't use that as an excuse for why it's okay. That's fair. That is fair. I mean, like we brought up and a Colt 45 a Christmas, and I like songs from. A Colt 45 Christmas, but I also said it's not a good Christmas album. Well, but I mean, I would probably sooner listen to a Colt 45 Christmas again than listen to Punk Goes Christmas. Well, that's fine. So, you know, I think it's still, I think it's still worth talking about some of these things, you know? I'm not saying it's not. Caleb found a few things that I found interesting. I'll go ahead briefly. If you want to find, let's find them out. Rapid fire. Caleb found Jingle Dogs, Jingle Cats, uh, Jingle Babies. All albums, full albums that are on there. I was really hoping. He found a Crazy Frog Christmas. I did. I showed it to a student this week, too. Which is weird. But I then uh, soon regretted it but I, because I, he didn't say anything, but I forgot that the Crazy Frog Christmas has an evident penis, and I don't know how that got away uh, nice. every time you ever- Where? On the album cover? No. On his body. When he is just like walking well, around, he's, nature, got a, man. he's got a tiny little shrimp dick. That's okay. It's okay, okay to yeah. show a little kid a small frog penis. Listen, I don't know how old this kid is, but he's like seventeen. He he has one. 
Yeah, but I'm not as a teacher. I'm not supposed to show him animated penises. I don't know. He didn't notice. I don't think. But I, I thought to myself, what if he brought up the small frog penis on this on this single? There's no penis, but it's from a blockbuster Christmas. Song I showed him the video. There's a music video. Yes. Will you please play it? Yes, I will. <laughs> I didn't see it. That's a really uh, nope. I think it's a nope. A prominent Audi. It is not. <laughs> uh, my, most most prominent Audis are a little higher up on your body, perhaps not where your penis. It is low. Be. A little bit of an odd place. It could be. It just has a really low gut. <laughs> low gut. I don't. It's know. a hernia. My favorite. Okay. Living with a hernia. That's a good song too. Thank you. That's it. That's not a Christmas song, but. So there was a video of these kids that did the Crazy Frog song, these two kids. And then years later, they went back and did another video where they were um, um, mimicking the Crazy Frog song. They were doing a a karaoke style. No, not karaoke. A a lip sync style. Sorry. It is. It's my favorite Crazy Frog related thing. And and for that, I cannot hate this. Sir? It... (laughs) And the other thing is, the female that did it is not that bad. No. Here's what I'll say about uh, female singing with Christmas. I think it's Mar- always better than men. Mariah Carey, I think of. Mm-hmm. I don't know how she has turned that song into the biggest song ever. Every it like, is like, it's last it, two yeah, years. It, she's number, hit number one song. One. Yeah, with that same song for like three weeks in a row. It's if you insane. look, if you look at the top songs um, on the charts right now. Like around Christmas, it always ends up being the top fifty are like like probably like sixty forty uh, Christmas songs. It's insane to me. Like they just all start popping up again. Same ones too, and it's never anything from David Hasselhoff or William Shatner. No, yeah, what a shame. On? That's true. Keep uh keep rapid firing, sir. I don't really have too much else that you put in here. I I like Christmas music, uh, personally. I have a Christmas plode. Once a year, around October, depending on how things went. I did a little bit earlier this year because I was like, this year is crap. And so I'm going to feel in uh, some glee a little bit earlier. But um, the, the playlist that I have, if I can find it, it is almost eight hours long of Christmas songs it's that I lot. like to listen to. Yeah, it's a lot. So. It's almost, I mean, like, I'm not going to shit on Christmas music here. I'm not going to Here's gonna the thing, here. though. You said you have an eight-hour playlist, right? Yes. Our uh, playlist for this week of bad Christmas music was ten hours long. Yeah, but long. I don't have full albums. It's not, fair. you can't, like, that's you fair. can't compare the two. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, I will also say, and I think this is important. Yes. Uh, because it is 2020, and I think that it is important 
that we are more inclusive at okay. this point yes. in uh in our lives. Yes. And yes, this is a episode where we predominantly poo-poo on Christmas music. We and have. it's because most of Western culture, uh, we focus on Christmas as if other holidays don't exist. However, um, you know, during these months when we say happy holidays, we have this war on Christmas because there are many, many other holidays that are celebrated in this period of time that we don't highlight in the same way. So I would like to highlight one of those holidays with a particularly bad holiday song. Um, and that's Adam Sandler's Hanukkah song. Let's listen to that for a little bit. Here comes Hanukkah, so much Hanukkah to celebrate Hanukkah. Hanukkah is festival of lights. Instead of one day of presents, we have eight crazy nights. When you feel like the only kid in town without a Christmas tree, here's a list of people who are Jewish, just like you. Now, I think that that song, it's a little good, a little bad, you know, because it's good because it highlights another holiday in a positive way. But on the bad end, we have to listen to Adam Sandler do anything. Yeah. I can't believe. What? Point. That us, we would be the kind of people who wouldn't want to talk about Adam Sandler in a positive way. I understand that he has done some things over the past, oh, I don't know, 15 years <laughs> that have been questionable. <laughs> but Everybody go back and watch your favorite scenes from Jack and Jill. But I, I, I think unique. there are some things in Adam Sandler's career that I like. Why? I won't say I hate him. He is getting ready to be the most paid man on Netflix. They're about to yeah. roll out the bank for this man. They really are. Have you, I read an article that they're going to pay him like $500 million to sign another contract with them on Netflix. That is insane. It is insane. For a man that has done virtually nothing successful in a long time. Well, that depends on if you quantify success as uh, quality movies selling, or if you're saying selling a ton of or getting a lot of views on Netflix. Well, I don't know how you quantify. That's the thing. They That's must. Insane. They must see that he's worth $500 million it's if insane. it's a case that I they're going to pay him that kind I of know. money. But yeah. I watched Hubie Christmas. It was not good. So, uh, well, the Halloween was bad. Why did you? Why, no, no, why, no. Sorry. Hubie Halloween. Sorry. They, if they would have had a Hubie, Hubie uh, Christmas, it would have been bad. Yeah. What, I, what I will say to our thank humble you for Thank you for fixing that, Tyler. Our, hum, yeah. our humble I'm listeners, please send us um, some of your least favorite songs from other holidays and. We'd like to listen to him. That's yes, absolutely. I have one other song I want uh, to play. I don't know if anybody else has anything. I want you to play the top song in this playlist called "What You Want for Christmas." That that is uh, by Quad City DJs, featuring the sixty nine boys with a Z, and K Knock, and they are also known for the Space Jam song Space Jam. 
And they did a Christmas song called What You Want for Christmas. And it's what we just played. And it is, as Caleb said, a bop. I just don't. Christmas is interesting. It is. It's a, it's a cultural phenomena yeah. for a whole month of every year. It's it's funny because every year there's somebody, like multiple people that put out Christmas-related content. Mm-hmm. Singles, EPs, albums, what have you. And it's like what will stick for the t- period of time? What will stick, like that song came out in like the late 90s. And it's still a song. That it people will song. listen to. Right. And it's just bizarre to me. Like, let's just throw a bunch of stuff against the wall and see what sticks over the past uh, 50 years, 60 years, whatever. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's like Santa Baby that is a questionable song. Yes. Like, that is on the list of bad Christmas songs because of the content, especially over the last couple of years. Like, last, ba- Baby It's Cold Outside is that's also what I, another yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking of as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Is like the like, I really can't stay. Was it two years ago? John Legend did this where he uh, changed the content. Yes, and made it a little bit more PC, man. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I I don't personally see the baby. It's cold outside. Like I don't think that when I hear the song, but I can understand the the mentality. But it's just interesting. Like the song has been around for decades. And uh, then it becomes a problem. Right. And then John Legend. Thank God. the problem. Thank God John Legend is here to help us. Amen. My biggest, I- my biggest issue with Christmas music, uh, I've already kind of said, but I will, you know, reiterate it for what I know is us kind of closing this Christmas chapter, uh, is the cyclical recycling of Christmas music. If you want to make a Christmas album, just reach into a pot of uh, names of Christmas songs that have existed for uh, forever and then pull them out and say, all right, I've got 10 songs. I'm going to go record them now. You don't have to make anything original. You don't have to do anything original. All you have to do is put some bells and some choral singing, and then you, you, you sing over the song that everybody knows, and for some reason we'll pay you to do it. It's stupid. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of time. I think that continuing to make unoriginal Christmas music is ridiculous, but I think it is the nature of what we do in this country, and that is why I want to Grinch all over it, because I am the Grinch who wants to poo-poo on your beloved holidays this year. We did not talk about the worst Christmas song. Well, give Tyler a chance to tell us about his final thoughts about Christmas music. Boo Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Get him, Tyler. Everyone's all out here acting all jolly all the time. Huh? It's not jolly. It's cold. It sucks. Yeah. Things are not cool. Stop being so happy. God. Terrible. Colors. Various scents. You're bringing a tree inside your home. People are getting weird, man. People are weird. And then you just throw it away. It's true. Yeah. Yep. I think you just Bill Marred that entire uh, that entire concept of Christmas right there. Nice. They need what needs to happen is you need to have a a good old fashioned Christmas tree burning after every Christmas. You need to turn that Christmas tree into fuel to heat to heat yourselves because it's cold. That's right. And no one does it. No, nope. they just put it out by the road. Hope hope that a bird will take it away. All right, Jared, your your bird. final your final song that you'd like to talk about. 
Well, the song we were going to talk about that is considered the worst on many lists is a song called The Christmas Shoes by a group called New Song. And uh, a whole film was made about this song. Rob Lowe is in this film called The Christmas Shoes, which is based around this song called The Christmas Shoes about a a, a young boy that goes to a, a store to buy shoes for his mother. And he does not have enough money. So the person waiting in line behind this boy uh, feels compelled, due to the Holy Spirit, to pay for the shoes. And it turns out the, the mother has cancer. And she is going to die. And so they buy expensive shoes for a woman that is about to die. And the person that does not know this boy feels compelled to buy these shoes. And that's what the song is about. And there's a whole choral arrangement. It's very uh, emotional. It is a song. That's for sure. It is a song, that's for sure. It's Christmas Eve and these shoes are just her size. Could you hurry soon? Daddy says there's not much time. You see, She's been sick for quite a while And I know these shoes will make her smile And I want her to look beautiful If Mama meets Jesus tonight Ah, the old, the old message we say When our mother is soon to pass away We say, how do I show her love But spend money on shoes so that she can look pretty for Jesus. Yep. Buy her them shoes. I do I do think this. He's done messed up. I do you think know, this. He sure just, okay. Why didn't he just buy his mother a coffin? <laughs> oh, let's make a new version of the new song. The, the Christmas coffin. Actually, no, no, no. Uh, I think that we should change it uh, because of our previous conversation. We should probably call it the Christmas urn. So like a Christmas tree, she can go up in flames and be kept in a a beautiful urn so you can decorate it every year on the mantel place over the fire. So mom can always be there with us for Christmas. Famed stand-up comedian and former rat, Patton Oswalt, called this song (laughs) a sick evening prayer. (laughs) (laughs) A sick evening prayer. I... This song is problematic, but I also get the the goosies sometimes listening to it. Sure. It get like when you manufacture emotion into a song, it it's hard to bypass that emotion. I understand the emotion behind it. And it's insane that it like became a film. It's like this cultural thing. It came out 20 years ago. It came out in 2000. And it's still featured on the worst Christmas song list. Throughout, like, lots of different publications. Yep. And I feel like it's only fitting that we talk about it to end this episode. I agree. And I think that we've reached a good point. So, uh, that's where we'll be. Thank you for listening to this episode of Record Roundtable, where we ruined your holidays and made you listen to us talk for an hour about things that maybe we thought were funny, but you probably thought were terrible. 
Listen to us again next week when we listen to music that may aggravate you in other ways, but may be great for us. We're going to be talking about Frank Zappa. Thank you for listening to us all year this year. I hope that you are here with us for a wonderful new year. 2021, everyone. Goodbye, 2020. We won't miss you, but we will see you all next week. Goodbye.